Welcome to Talk of the Town on 2SCR, in which we bring you the coverage of events around Sydney every Sunday night this month. I'm Steph Leong. In the next hour, you're going to hear a battle of wits and ideas about love. In late July, some of Australia's funniest and sharpest people teamed up for a debate at the University of Technology, Sydney, on the topic of love. Is it really all you need? Presented by the UTS Centre for Advancement of Indigenous Knowledge, the debate features an all-Indigenous lineup, all of whom wear many hats. Artist, scholar, comic, parent, poet, activist, to name a few. You'll hear from Sydney Festival director Wesley Enoch, Harvard Fulbright scholar Alison Whitaker, amongst others. We'll take you direct to the action now. The first thing you'll hear is an acknowledgement of country given by Professor Gwaine Bodkin-Andrews of the Darawal Nation. Then you'll be joined by host Terry Janke, a descendant of the Marianne people of the Torres Strait Islands and the Watati people of mainland Australia, and is a finalist in this year's Lawyers Association Awards. Let's hear the acknowledgement of country from Professor Bodkin-Andrews first. And then at the 4 minutes and 30 seconds mark, you'll hear Terry Janke hosting the debate, Love is All We Need. Hello, everybody. My name is Gawain Bodkin-Andrews. I work at the Centre for the Advancement of Indigenous Knowledges and for the University of Technology, Sydney. And I've been given the honour to give you the acknowledgement to country today. I will do so in one of the four Darawal dialects passed on to me by my parents, Francis Bodkin and Gavin Andrews. Kaba Baradani Duabili Minyeowa Nendidiomi Mini Gilamban Daro Bidigu Nadamadigu Durali Diawa Nadagaying Owa Bidigu Meirani Bakalo with a Jiruban Watertar. Nadagaying Owa Midendadagai Naba Appen. Bagra Bubuwiltia. Roughly translated. I'm aware I wear the mask of white privilege, but I ask that you understand that I was born Darawal and I was raised on freshwater and bitter water lands. My blood is connected to that of the first two storytellers, the first two grandmothers, Willa Jiribin and Waratah, and that I'm descended from the survivors of the Appen Massacre eight generations ago. Galamban Gadigal Oyora Nalawa Onya Dinga Dugrowa. Galamban Dainaya Gamada Guriyat Dinga Dugrowa Gringai. Dakinyang, Darug, Gandangara, Darawo, Gudia, Guo, Guba, Dinga Dugawa. I give my utmost of respect to the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation and these sacred lands in which we are on, which we are on, and they are the custodians of. I also give my respect to the surrounding nations who may have also walked upon these lands. And I give a respect to all our Aboriginal elders from the past to the present and for the future. Niini Bulima Nandidita, Niini Janaba Burong, Gurong Nara, Niini Gadalang Gambi Miruna. 
May you all see the beauty of the earth. May you all hear the laughter of his children. And may you all feel the warmth of the flame. Dajari Guru, thank you. walk-in music. <laughs> I got the power. Great. And I always wanted to be a judge. So finally, Justice Janky, here we go. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Bodkin uh, Andrews. Thank you. And also Professor Davidson. And hello, everybody. Hey, welcome. <laughs> it's tonight's great debate. So get ready for a night of wisdom and some brilliant people are coming on to go head to head on the subject of love. And so thank you all for coming tonight and supporting um, us. The proceeds from the tickets tonight are going to a great cause, the Literacy for Life Foundation. <laughs> yes, it's great. The Literacy for Life Foundation runs literacy programs in Aboriginal communities and they're run by Aboriginal people. And it's such important work, so well done you in generating funds for that cause. Before we hear from the, the debate teams, let's ask the question from you guys. Let's test, let's do a you know, test now. What's our feeling about love before we hear the arguments? Grab your phones. So, uh, do you think that love is all we need. Locked, Locked in, in, everybody? Yes or no? Oh, my goodness. Wow. 60% of you are skeptics. And almost 40 say yes. All right. Well, <laughs> let's see if we can change your mind after hearing from our speakers. All right? Okay, so as I said, tonight's topic is love is all we need. We're going to witness the most anticipated and epic battle of wits and wisdom from a great uh, team, uh, two teams, and they're going to tell us about their ideas of love. So uh, no, no exaggeration. You will know these people. They're all very well known, rock stars. Uh, we have a rock star lineup of speakers, and they're going head to head to convince you that 60% or that 40% out there, is it yes, it absolutely is, love is all we need? Or is it no, sure as hell, we do not, it is not love, that is all we need? Okay, are you ready to meet the team, our amazing speakers? Let's make them feel ready, ready? Are you ready to rumble? More. Let's meet the team. Here they all are. Firstly, we have the affirmative team. 
and on a mission to convince you that love is all we need, we have the team captain, Sandra Phillips. Hello, Sandra. Sandra, many of you would know, is a writer, publisher and, the UT and a UTS associate professor. Sandra is a literary giant and an educator from the Waka Waka and the Gorang Gorang nations. Yay, Sandra. Also on Sandra's team, we have Gomeroy poet and Harvard Fulbright scholar, Alison Whitaker. Hello, Alison. ABC, black comedy legend and Cuckoo Yalanji, Durrambul and Wayne New Boy, Stephen Oliver. Um, sadly, we're missing Luke Carroll, who sends his apologies. He had something else on at the Opera House, but that's his loss because we are absolutely thrilled and have absolute luck to have Malanjali, Malanjali powerhouse thought leader, associate professor, professor Chelsea Bond. Welcome, Chelsea. Okay, that's your team for the affirmative. And now let's meet the negative team. They're going to throw down and make you see that love is not all you need. And the team captain for the negative is Heidi Norman. <laughs> Heidi's family is Gamilaroi from northwestern New South Wales. And Heidi is an award-winning researcher and educator in the area of Australian Aboriginal political history. So thank you, Heidi. And on Heidi's team, we have the highly acclaimed and award-winning playwright, director and proud new knuckle Newgie man of Stradbroke Island heritage, Wesley Enoch. <laughs> Sydney Durrell, saltwater knowledge keeper, artist and educator, Shannon Forster. Foster. And, we, <laughs> and we also have Melbourne's Comedy Festival's 2018 Deadly Funny Champion, Thursday Islander from Kerrereg Country, Leon Farwood. Hello, Leon. Okay, all right. Now that's just an awesome lineup, and you know you can never get these people in a room together. So on that note, I'm taking an opportunity to do a selfie. Come on, guys. <laughs> all right. Hashtag UTS cake debate. All right. So teams, you ready? Got your seats there? Practice. Ready? Fair, fair, fair fight here. Fair fight. Okay. Everyone, I'm going to go through the rules of the debates because as the judge tonight, I take things very seriously. Each speaker has a minimum of three minutes, guys. Minimum of three, maximum of five. And that's all you have to communicate your point of view. At the four-minute mark there will be a sound. <laughs> At the fifth minute mark, you will hear this sound. <laughs> and none of you are supposed to dance on then on that call. 
But I reserve the right to uh, hand out penalties if you go over. Yes, I, I will. But if you're getting a good reaction from the crowd because you're entertaining them, I might you know, give you some leeway there. All right. I'll work that out when it comes around. <laughs> but at the end of the debate, I'm taking this seriously, Mr. Oliver. At the end of the debate, at the end of the debate, I will give an expert analysis of which team officially won and why. But afterwards, you too, and that's why it's important to get on uh, the phones, you as an audience member will also have the opportunity to choose which team you thought gets the audience vote and we'll see, hopefully, if we got it right or if there's any controversy and we get it wrong, but it'll be interesting to see if we agree. So, let's get started. I'm going to move over to my throne. Okay. So I'll call the first speaker for the affirmative. Alison Whitaker stands at the lectern. Growing up, I was a queer, fat Aboriginal girl with cystic acne and a moustache. I wrote internet poetry in the library, and I wore second-hand pinafores to a mostly white, mostly straight school. Do you think I loved love? My earliest Valentine was a Gammon Secret Admirer's card slipped into my school bag. Soon, other things would end up there. Maggots, slurs, rubbish. I hated love. I felt incapable of love and incapable of loving. In this way, I was wrong about love. I thought love was some miscellaneous mush that would validate me, soar into my chest, take away my unloved self. And I was right that I needed love, but I was wrong to say that I was not loved. I am here now as that queer, fat, pockmarked Aboriginal girl, still and whole and proud, because love was all I needed, and love was what I got. Black feminist scholar Bell Hook says, love is better thought of as a verb, because love is a choice. And if you're a mob, you have been loved for 100,000 years or more, because that's how long someone made that messy, real commitment to you. We are here. We are here in all the nerve of us tonight debating if we need love when we are only here because of the radical, resistant, decolonial love of our ancestors that kept our bodies, country and culture alive. Unruly, sovereign, nurturing love. Love is the strategy of Mum Shell growing up a whole First Nations diaspora in Redfern, co-establishing the Aboriginal legal and medical services. When she wrote that she would refuse the mission's drive to die out quietly, she was loving us. Love is in the work of Eileen Morton Robinson when she theorizes patriarchal white sovereignty and how to fight it and models a way of living with feminist integrity as black women. She gave us two new ways to love. Love is what Truganini did as a diplomat and as a warrior. 
Love is what a community and its elders do when they revive languages, cultural practices, and care for country. Love is what my nan and pop did when they housed dozens of people in a one-bedroom house on the Namoy. Love is Nicky Winmar pointing at his chest in defiance. Love is Adam Goods doing that war dance. Love is Tani and Onus Williams saying, we need to burn these structures to the ground. Palm Island burned with the defiance of love. Love is the rallies weaving down George Street, the block gathering at the landing point of Captain Cook. Love is Rodney Kelly fighting for the Gwegel shield pierced with a bullet hole, taking it back from German museums. When Wangan and Jagalingu traditional owners take Adani to court again and again, they love country. When the families of Bowerville turn up again and again for their children, wrenched from their hands, they love them. When parents fight for their stolen babies, families, kin, love. I've only got five minutes up here. But I can tell you that love is even being done on this stage, even by those who are going to tell you that love is not all you need. Shannon Foster cares for Darawal country as a sacred love. Heidi Norman champions and leads black scholarship on land and governance, love. Love is Leon Firewood becoming a lawyer for his mob on Thursday Island and then pivoting to comedy for the love of black joy. Wesley Enoch has written the very script for love playing out how to live it in the colony. We are, I am, so, so loved. And the accumulation of every act of that love, their love, our love, has survived me, brought me to this stage to tell you this. The work of love is what we owe each other. And that is a huge reciprocal debt on which the rest of us are going to spend our lives. Love is all you need. And love is all you need to do. I'm Wesley Enoch. I'd like to thank our first speaker for her wonderful rendition of what she thought love was. In fact, what she did was undermine the very argument by saying it was not just love that got her through all those hardships. It was all the actions that it motivated. Love is not all you need, which is what our team will be arguing. There is much more to every single act of life than just love. The earliest use of the word love in the written form is uh, from 85 AD, and it kind of draws on the Greek purpose. You know, eros, the love of the body, uh, philia, the love of the mind, ludus, the playful love of children, uh, pragma, the long-lasting love, agape, the uh, love of the soul, and uh, philutia, the love of the self. There was no one word love that the Greeks had, because every single version of love had action, had a purpose, had a way of relating to each other. And it's interesting that, oh, and the seventh one is a storge, the love of the child, the uh, parental love. 
And it's interesting, in Wiradjuri, when you look for the word love, you find a word, yindamara, which means to give honour, to, uh, to stand and take responsibility. There's maybe not a use of this one purpose word, love. The Hebrew have the word havava, which means to give, and the Germans, luba. And this idea that love in its modern era is a very inarticulate by comparison and cannot embrace the full gamut of actions that we try to attribute to this umbrella word. Even the word love is not, uh, not all we need to express the broad set of human actions. Add to this the fact that biological anthropology shows us that concepts of love are not a baseline genetic instinct, but more a modern manipulation of the primal urge to mate and procreate. <laughs> we can trace this development of the word love from the 16th century and the Enlightenment after that, the rise of the dominance of romantic writings and poetry and plays and the moving of the romantic novels. It is here that we see this romantic love take the reins that ride us into the rom-com version of the world where love is less articulate and seems to overtake all our basic needs. Modern versions of the concepts of love are often driven by commercial opportunism, like the example of Valentine's Day, where the origins stem from uh, a Roman calendar, Roman feast, uh, Lupercalia, to mark the nurturing of Remus and Romulus by the she-wolf, a time to ward off evil spirits and to release good health and fertility. And by 496 AD, the Christians have acquired this feast to celebrate the martyrdom of Saint, uh, Saint Valentine, who famously would marry young couples despite the ruling of the Emperor Claudius II, who decided young men made better warriors. Valentine was driven by the hope that through the act of marriage, young men would, would less likely use rape as a tool of war. Valentine's, has, Valentine's Day has come to mean more the eros, the love of the body in its modern usage, but was originally about the love of the people and a parental love. This deliberate misreading of the significance of February 14 has been part of the systematic subjugation of our society under the corrupting influences of the likes of Hallmark, <laughs> Shakespeare, Byron, Austen, and other romantic writers. It has given us a sense that love is everywhere and love is all important. Even this gathering has been given this name based on a song, which was actually originally written for a commercial event, the first ever live international satellite broadcast called Our World. The Beatles didn't write it as a sense of love of the world. In fact, even later, the band was saying, well, it was because it was very easy language that everyone who didn't speak English could understand. In fact, maybe they should have turned it into all we need is peace, or I think all we need is more money. In the words of one world-renowned contemporary social commentator, what's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. What's love but a second-hand emotion? And in a First Nations environment, the agency of love is brought into question by Torres Strait Islander elder and cultural analyst Christina Nu when she says, you talk about love, but I can't see any love coming out of your mouth. Talk to me about something real, baby. Can you hear me now, speaking love and saying nothing? What's it all about? Even those committed to the concept of love can see that love is not all you need. They say our love won't pay the rent. Before it's earned, our money's always spent. 
And of course, the love expert Dolly Parton who writes, goodbye, please don't cry, because we both know that I'm not what you need. I will always love you. <laughs> Even Elizabeth Gilbert, writer, argues that you need eat, pray, and love. <laughs> it is no accident that all these experts are women, because women know up. a lot. Time's up. So Why I leave you with this. Think about it. How much love can you eat? How much love can you wear? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Speaker One, Mr. Enoch. Hello. Someone loved that voice too much. <laughs> We're going to go now to the second speaker for the affirmative, Associate Professor Bond. Let's hear your argument. Thanks, Wesley. Stand up, love. Stand up. You might... <laughs> Wesley, you might be a playwright, but Uncle don't know what a verb is. My sister said, love might not be all we do, but love is all we need to do. Love is all we need. It wasn't the Beatles, brother. Who are we to argue with? The wisdom of Professor Mary J. Blige. <laughs> and yes, if footballers can have honorary doctorates, so too can black queens. But I digress. Blige acknowledges that even when dealing with tough times that seem to always blow our mind, love makes everything complete. All we need, she says, is L-O-V-E. Live your life, girl. It is via the songs of black women that I intend on making my case to you today that love is all we need. You see, it was her royal blackness, Angela Davis, who once said the best accounts of freedom are not found in Western philosophical text or the writings of anthropologists or the other white people that Wesley referenced. but instead in the literary accounts of black people, for it's those who've long been denied it that have best theorised about it. And my friends, it is black women the world over that have long been denied love. To quote distinguished professor Larissa Barrent, it is black women the, that have suffered the double taint of subordinate race and gender. And it is black women that are still reminded that we are unlovable, undesirable, but sexually available. Thank you, Trevor Noah. <laughs> but despite this, and perhaps because of this, like, like my Tita Mariah, I still have a vision of love, one that carries us through desperation, but not out of desperation for a man. And look, I love men. But Dr. Lizzo warned, <laughs> boys can make a girl go crazy whether they be boys with degrees, boys in the streets, boys on his knees, or the man in my sheets. She goes on to state, baby, I don't need you. So let's be clear, when I as a black woman claim that love is all I need, I'm not talking about needing a man in my life or a life partner to complete me. 
You see, there's all kinds of love out there that might include men but doesn't centre them. Love whatever kind of love you got. Young, pure, true, unconditional and everlasting. Whether it's a mother's, a sister's or summer love, black love or queer love, love truly is all we need. Live your life, girl. No matter what gets thrown at us, all the events that are supposed to confound and overwhelm us, it's love that gets us through and tells us everything's going to be all right. It might be the sun that wakes us up, but it's love that pulls us up. Our love of justice, of freedom, of and for our children, our land, our family, our culture, our community. And like Dr Whitaker said, love truly is a verb. There is nothing that ever happened in a black neighbourhood that wasn't done off a black woman's love for her community. And you fellas know you'd be nowhere without it. It was in 2009 that Cousin Tony insisted that if she never feels or hears I love you now and then, she will never breathe again. Love is life, people. It's the air that we breathe. Nana Fitzgerald, too, once sang, what do I care how much it may storm or if icicles form, I've got love to keep me warm. She didn't need her overcoat or glove. All she needed, my friends, was love. Live your life, girl. And yes, of course, love isn't easy or kind. Hearts are often broke. Sometimes it's wrong and sometimes it's right. And as the late and great Whitney, may God rest her soul, told us that for every win, someone must fail. But we don't give up on love. We just exhale. Shoop, shoop, shoop. <laughs> Shooby doop. Shoop, shoop. But the most powerful love, in fact, the greatest love of all, is easy to achieve. As Emeritus Professor Houston has taught us, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. And it's that kind of love that we all need, indeed, it's all we need. You cannot do anything without it. You see, when you love yourself, there is no end to what you can achieve if you just believe in yourself. You believe in the children and the future, and you will live as you believe, and they can't take away your dignity, and you will find your strength in love. And not surprising, it's distinguished Professor Angela Davis who testifies so powerfully to one strength in love. In her infamous victory speech, having been acquitted of conspiracy, kidnapping and murder in 1972. She spent okay. 16 months in jail. Well, he got a up. minute. He got a minute. Uh, and I got more no, laughs. No, sorry. I got more laughs. We're I going. Angela, you can't remember. Sorry, last point. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. No. Angela, her speech wasn't about victory, it was a call to not be complacent about the fight for freedom. It was here she spoke about freedom and its most truly human meaning, which was, my friends, in her exact words, the freedom to live and to love. Live your life, girl. Love is a verb and it's also a right that we've long been fighting for, not just singing about, because without it... Okay. Someone loved a baby. Well, we just let that through. Those last two, they spoke a bit long. We'll let that go because, you know, it evens itself out. What do you reckon? And you liked it, so we'll go. But um, now we have the next speaker for the negative. 
Leon, tell us what you're, what you're thinking. Madam Chair, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary, I'm here to, to humbly submit that love is not all you need. We've heard the definitions of love and how broad it can be, but to drive the, the point home, love is not all you need, I will focus specifically on romantic love. You might ask, what qualifies me? What qualifies you to speak here today? I'm not an academic, true. Uh, and I'll leave the broader philosophical, poetic, and theatrical debates to my esteemed colleagues. Whilst I was a lawyer, I'm a simple Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander man who grew up on Thursday Island, who is now an aspiring comedian. Hashtag village idiot. But what qualifies me to speak is 40 years of lived experience. That's 50 years in white man years. <laughs> yes, I'm 40 years old, and I have several children to different women. And I've never been married once, or even come close. I've had more failed relationships than people trying to crawl up Uluru <laughs> before the ban, and unfortunately, that's a lot. So, Madam Chair, I therefore believe I'm qualified to speak here to this topic. But I know what you're thinking. Really? Leon, you're such a good-looking, charming, and funny guy. <laughs> How could you not have found love? And to you all, I say, I know, right? <laughs> well, the truth is I have found love time and time again. But love itself was never enough to sustain a relationship that would lead me to a lifetime of misery. Sorry, I mean a marriage. <laughs> you know, they say love is blind, perhaps. However, everything is clearer in hindsight. And when I look back over the tragic comedy that is my romantic life, I see now that besides love, I also needed these three things. An Audi TT. A ripped six-pack of abdominal, abdominal muscles and a bigger package. <laughs> Salary package, knock it off. <laughs> but in all seriousness, beyond love and even to set the foundations for love, you must actually have these things. And I've learned this from my personal experience. Trust. Don't tell your partner you're going to Aldi to do the shopping and end up at the pub shouting your mates with the shopping money. Patience. Well, when she insists on talk, talking to you and telling you about her day while you're watching the footy, do not snap. I repeat, do not snap. Instead, be patient, look at her from time to time, smile, and say, true, eh? <laughs> then what happened? Dance. <laughs> loyalty. You also need loyalty. So when a beautiful woman that's not your relation sends you a friend request on Facebook, you must decline it. <laughs> but above all else, you need to be a convincing liar. When she asks you if she's put on weight, and clearly she has, you need to be able to say, no, baby. Now come here and kiss me, you little sexy thing. <laughs> Furthermore, you need a commitment to these virtues every minute of every day. In other words, you also need persistence to sustain the love. To do otherwise would be to end up being a lonely, 40-year-old, never married, aspiring comedian. 
Madam Chair, please note Exhibit A, My Romantic Life, which I humbly submit is more than compelling evidence to prove love is not all you need. I rest my case. Okay, who's up next? Team leader herself, Sandra Phillips. Speaking for the affirmative. Before I start, gratitude to the ancestors of the Eora Nation. My esteemed colleagues, Alison and Chelsea on, team, on the A-team, team affirmative, have wowed you with logic and swayed you with some cheeky takes. Our opposition? Well, thanks for coming out tonight. <laughs> And now it's up to me, then Stephen, to seal the love is all we need deal. Love is all we need. The colonial project knows that best. A project so powerful, here we all are, 240 years later, still finding ways to connect in spite of it. The colonial project, or CP for short, knows that love is all we need. CP arrived in 1770, a few bays south, under the guise of exploration and discovery. Instructions were, and I quote, to make scientific observations and collect natural specimens to show every kind of civility and regard to the natives. And with their consent, take possession in the name of the king of any convenient situations." Close quotes. Almost needless to say, no natives since that first ship or any marauding party since found it convenient to give away our consent or our lands. So, CP craving the land ditched any notion of consent and stole it. What they to do with the natives, the peoples? Hit them where it most hurts. Take away everything they love. Our homelands, our children, our kin, our languages. By 1900, the killing fields of CP's east coast frontier was turning into law to smooth the pillow of what was thought to be a dying race. Allow me a little turn to an Aboriginal version of who do you think you are? In Queensland between 1905 and 1939, more than 2,000 Aboriginal people from more than 25 different First Nations were forced onto the government reserve of Baramba. Baramba is now known as Sherberg. My father was born in Sherberg in 1944. His mother died there a few years later. His father was sent to Palm Island. Point being, and luckily for me, my father and my mother met and fell in love in the 1960s in what soon after became my hometown of Gainder. And voila, 51 years later, here I am. <clears throat> Love is all we need. It helps make the babies of the continuing revolution. It keeps us strong and connected in the face of CP, who is still with us. 
It is the wind beneath our sails. It is what makes us, now 3% of the Australian population, turn up every day and keep punching above our weight. <laughs> Love is what keeps us together. Bell Hooks, Alison Whitaker, Angela Davis and Chelsea Bond reminded us, and where's you might want to listen, that love is a verb. Chelsea Bond shook us with love at the centre of so much black women's song. And before I close, actually, let me just give some advice to Brother Leon. With so many failed relationships, I really don't think you should be standing up here giving relationship advice. <laughs> <clears throat> So returning to CP, the bonds of love are what CP wants to destroy, and love is all we need to win. Thank you, Speaker, for the affirmative. Now we're moving to Speaker 3 for the negative. Well, thank you very much for that. I think I need a tissue. Thank you also to my wonderful family of the Durrawall for their beautiful welcome tonight. Durrawall Sydney represent. Let's go. Okay. So love is all you need. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, that doesn't really come naturally to me because I'm a woman from Bankstown. Yep, we need a lot more in Bankstown to find love. And uh, I'm not just talking about parole. I'm not talking about just lifting your AVO. We need a lot more than love in Bankstown. I'd like to say that, Alison, love is not those things that you were talking about. What you were talking about is survival. What you were talking about is resistance. What you were talking about was not love, but about the fact that we're still here despite the fact they're trying to get rid of us. That's not love. That is power, yeah? That is belonging here. That's having ancestors behind you. Mm. And as for Mary J. Blanche, where was love? When her man had two side girls last year, hey? Where was love then? There wasn't no love in that, unless you mean loving a few women on the side and a few women here, there and everywhere. There was no love. You know what there is? There's money. Money buys you love. What I need right now is not love, but I need a microphone. I need to move. There was a microphone here and now there's not one. <gasps> the Queen took it. Thank you to the Queen over here, Terry Janky. Woo! Let's hear it for Terry. Well, she's doing well. Trying to keep all these black fellows in line. She's doing a good job. <laughs> she's better than a white colonizing mediocre white man. <laughs> Definitely working. Okay. So, as I say, you don't need love, you need money. Money is all you need. And there is evidence of that all around us. You know that love that was perpetuated by old St. Philip's here? Yeah? To have babies? Yeah? Did love keep them alive? Yeah, we need some food, we need some money. That's right. And the world is full of abhorrent, loathsome, detestable and questionable individuals who nonetheless have found love at some point thanks to their bank accounts. 
think Carrie Ann Kennelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donald Trump, Hugh Hefner, Gina Reinhardt. Yeah, even she's been married. Mm -hmm. Even she's had kids. She's procreated. Someone's loved her enough to, you know. <laughs> Jamie Packer. Woo! Kyle Sandilands. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That ain't love. Tell me that's not love. There's no way that's love. What about Christian Grey of Fifty Shades of Grey? What about him without the money? You think Anastasia Steele's going to fall for unemployed Capricorn BDSM enthusiast Troy from Yaguna West? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Oh, no. In Bankstown, there's heaps of guys like Christian Grey. Yeah. They're just all in jail. Yeah. Yeah. A recent report has revealed that out of 2,000 everyday Americans, 64% of them are happy in their marriages. Yeah, that's nice, 64%. Woo! Yeah. Well, if you think about this, though, that when the household income is greater than $200,000 per annum, the couples are reported as not just happy, but 71% of the time they are completely in love. Completely. Yeah? Love is not enough. We need love. We need money. We need money to pay for a subscription to a dating site like eHarmony, Bumble, Plenty of Fish, Tinder, Grinder, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We need a prescription. Xanax, Prozac, Zoloft, Vicodin, Valium, Tramazepam, Cerapax. Do we like love? Oh, yeah, we do. Do we need love? No. We need food, air, and water. We need coffee. Uh, we need wine. We need vodka. We need tequila, prosecco, chardonnay. Yeah? We need money. If you're Aboriginal, love is definitely not all you need. Blackfellas, we got love in droves, haven't we? Yeah? Our affirmative team will tell you, yeah, we got plenty of love. We love country. We love culture. We love each other. And if love is all you need, why do we also need a treaty? Yeah? Tell me about that. Why do we need a treaty? Why do we need confirmation of Aboriginality papers? Yeah? Why do we need a basics card? Why do we need a lawyer? What's love got to do with any of those things, yeah? When you're resisting colonisation, you're going to need a lot more than love. You're going to need a huge mob. You're going to need courage. You're going to need strength. You're going to need persistence and determination. You're going to need a cool T-shirt with a great slogan. That's what you're going to need. Yeah. So I ask you, what's love got to do with any of that? Yeah? Where's love when we're fighting for our lives? When we're fighting for our land, people, where's love in that? Where's okay, love when we're fighting okay, for our final freedom? point, please, speaker. What's love got to do with it? That's what I've got to say to you. <laughs> What's love? Thank you. What's love got to do with it? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's love got to do, got to do with it?
into line. I'm gonna have to cut this one. in the voting, in the judging. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't know she could move like that. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so this is the final speakers. Let's take it away. Stephen Oliver for the affirmative. You're about to see real talent. Love. Everything we've heard, it is not a word. It is not an action. It is something so profound that it is bigger than any description, no matter how analytical, because love is a feeling. To help invoke that feeling, please welcome one of Australia's most prolific, talented, and dare I say, sexiest songwriters, who is actually going to perform one of his original songs. Please give it up for me. Now, I wrote this song when I was in love, and even though I don't love the man anymore, I love the song. <laughs> and I love performing it for you. And check out my ass, because then I used to love it. <laughs> so I gotta tell you what it is I feel. Share with you emotions I can't seem to conceal You probably know already Because I'm such a fool That I cannot fake it And play it cool when I'm with you I've never been the kind to reveal What's on my mind But what I feel for you Is too strong, I find And so I'll say it right now Gotta fight through the fear somehow Let you know that all along I've loved you like a love song you make me feel like we're meant to be together You make me feel like we're meant to be forever You make me feel love someone else I could never You make me feel You make me feel I will never find another You'd make me feel that my one and only lover My truth revealed Never again I'll discover something so real, oh no. Are you loving it? You, you love it? I'm feeling the love. I love you, Mom. So real, real. I can't conceal. So then I guess the question is do you feel the same? Are you just like me? Does it drive you insane? The thought of holding hands, of touching skin and kissing lips. I swear never in my life have I ever felt something like this. The way it grows each day tells me it's here to stay. 
I pray you'll say okay. You'll never go away, never go away. You're here to stay. Oh my days, don't be afraid. We'll be okay. You make me feel I will never find another. You make me feel that my one and only lover, my truth revealed. Never again I'll discover something so real. Oh no, the way you make me feel. You make me feel. You're why my heart has healed. So real. It's yours always until I can't conceal. Its last beat sees it still. You make me feel. And I want to do that because I want to show you more how much I love myself. <laughs> and see, self-love is not about perfection. It is about seeing your flaws and loving you still. See, society told me I was flawed through its jokes, stereotypes, hatred, and poxy breakfast shows. I was told to not love the black. The yellow, your flower, which way you bob, what you probably doing? I was told to not love the gay, oh, boyfriend. <laughs> but still, I loved. See, love is not just love. It is compassion, humility, selflessness, forgiveness. Love is all-encompassing. It is inclusive, and to love is to be human. It is loving humanity through its flaws. See, love isn't just all we need. It is what this world, in pursuit of humanity's betterment, so desperately needs. Thank you. Uh, Queen, Queen Janky, esteemed colleagues, brothers and sisters, and flash mob. <laughs> we have demonstrated that far from being timeless and universal, the idea of love has a recent history, is knitted with capitalism and shaped by culture. And yet we hanker for love, convinced it will make our life complete and worthwhile, as if life is one long rom-com. This is a wicked trap, a toxic brew. Our national expert, Dr Kylie, sings of this, Better the Devil You Know. Her mindless, harmless, innocent pop song disguising the chilling, dark, sinister possibility that love relationships are by nature abusive. I'll take you back. I'll take you back, she croons. <laughs> we say love is not all we need, that we need more than love because love's dark shadow, hate, has a dangerous hold over our society and our political institutions. We've witnessed an uprising of virulent racists and misogynists in our society, far from far more than garden variety racial stereotyping and prejudice, but a kind, a kind that extends to overt hostility and sometimes extreme violence against another group. White supremacists, anti-immigrant, anti-Muslim patriots, nationalists, or violently, gov violently anti-government individuals and groups occupy the highest offices in several countries across the globe. Social media has created a platform for populist hate mongers where vitriol, where vitriol and ridicule is normalized. Virtual networks or online communities dedicated to race, gender and Muslim hate provide an organisational base. One such self-described group, incels, uh, involuntary celibates, are convinced their loveless, heldless existence is because of feminism. Closer to home, the final quarter, a new documentary pieced together from archival footage, shows us that racism is not confined to the media and Aussie Rules fan base, but rather is built into the bones of our nation and flashes red hot when otherwise accepted athletic bodies politely insist on a political existence. 
We have to question the values of a society that routinely engages with each other with vitriol and hatred. What would we think of a society that, love, that allows that, that all they need is love? We say love is not all we need, that we need more than love because love has failed our society and our planet. What about empathy? In the opening years of the invasion, Eora Fisherwoman Barangaroo was so appalled at the brutality she witnessed of one red, redcoat's frenzied lashing of a convict, convict that she flung her body in the path of the lash. The drama of the vicious whip attack on the slumped body of the convict reveals a deep empathy from the vantage point of one culture to another. What about connection? Earlier this year, we lost my nan. Her dying wish was to be reunited with her mum and therefore to her black soil country. She had been removed from her mother at a young age and with her mother's passing, never saw her again. 83 years later, we were able to fulfil her wish. The abiding connection and place, uh, abiding connection to people and place is many thousands of years in the making and survives in one form or another. What about action? If we are to deal with the catastrophic effects of climate change, more than love is needed. Along, with the, river, along the rivers of Gumroy and Barkindji, a climate emergency sits, if not for the last century, then the last several months, as the river has dried up and water animals, including the old man fish, have died in rancid, shallow puddles. They may never return. Transformation in the relationship is, to country is required if we are to prevent the extinction of thousands of plants, animals and ecologies and for continued Aboriginal survival on country. If settler Australia is to address their relationship to an ancient land and reckon with its for forever present people, it will take more than love for the Uluru Statement from the Heart to be realised. It will take hard work, petitions, door knocking, street stalls, community meetings, family conversations and the willingness to share power. We'll need more than love to achieve this. Are you ready for this action? We are not against love, but where we disagree is that love is all you need. It's not. We need kindness, empathy, justice and connection in order for our 60,000 plus year legacy. Um, we, will all need, we need all of our effort. We need more than love in order to address the big issues of our time and more dancing. Thank you. That's the arguments. You've heard it. I'm going to give you just talk amongst yourself quickly because we're going to give them a chance to do a rebuttal. They've heard each other's arguments for the first time, but we're not going to give them very long because they've already had some of them went over time. Where's Gavin? Gavin, have you got the coin? Because I'm not going to give them very, very long. Yes. Who's coming? Team captains. Come on down. We're going to all rebut. You? Yes. Okay. All right. All the good butts in the in the affirmative are going to rebut. Till. And who's going to rebut for you? Group. Group. All right. Okay. Team captains. We're going to throw the coin to see who goes first. Gavin's got it. Heidi calls tails. Is that all right with you? She's called it? All right, go. I'll give you an advantage. Okay, tails, do you want to go first or second? You get to call. Okay. Okay. Yep, you want one or two? One will do. Great. Chelsea, you want to go first? How much time do you have? Two minutes. 
If, if we add the three-minute dance scene, can we reclaim the time there? No. Timer? Um, I just want to say I can't believe I had to cut Angela Davis out for a bad dance scene. Um, Jeez. I mean, hey, I mean, I don't know about this money thing. Um, no one needs an app for love. You just need a black auntie. What's wrong with you people? What was interesting, though, the reliance on an epidemiological account to try and quantify love. I mean, as blackfellas, we know both the anthropologist and the epidemiologist have failed us miserably. So I'm not referring to them. The thing is, there's nothing like black love. Leon, do you know black love or what? And uh, love is all-powerful. Love sits under all of those things. Without it, we cannot do those things. Love is all-powerful. It is an ontological premise to our humanity. Mm. Um, and a little bit tonight, you know, there's four of us on the um, A-team, affirmative team, but I counted 11 extras on the <laughs> negative team, okay? So factor that into that's your considerations. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> They, they tried it, but that's okay. Uh, so, and yeah, as Sister Alison said, how, many, how much love did it take to pull off that flash mob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, Brother Stephen's going to give us some rebuttal. We needed treaty lawyers and money and courts because of the lack of love. We were shown no love and now we face the repercussions. Love is power. It is powerful. You can't control who you love because love and all its power cannot be controlled. We lived 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100,000 years without money. But for as long as there have been mothers, there has been love. No more? You're not using all your time? That's fine? Good. They don't need it? Okay, so you get to go last. One microphone. One microphone, one voice. <laughs> well, it, our, our argument, and, um, and yours too, um, judging by the outcome of the poll, is that we, we're not down with love. We, uh, we just know that it's not all you need. And the idea that love is universal, that it's an umbrella that captures all other um, activities and expressions of our existence is simply untrue. We need, um, you know... Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. We need Wi-Fi. <laughs> We've got to have Wi-Fi to find love. Yep. To look for love. To look for love. That's right. What's We need far more than love yeah. and... Um, and as we're saying, we need, um, you know, empathy, connection... Money. ...action. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. We need a voice. <laughs> this notion that we are against love is not right. And in fact, this kind of romantic notion that love is the fix-all for all of our problems, I think is one of the problems... is one of the reasons we have the problems we have. That we rely on a kind of emotional connection to get across any sense of meaning and change. What we need to do is have intellectual power, the sense of change happening because our ideas are strong, our culture is strong, and our connection to place. We are not against love, but we are against the notion that love is all you need. You need more. You need actions of change. The notion that we are about to face some of the most terrible things in our future means that we have to act now, yes, out of love but it's not the only thing we have. 
and the sense that we now, through this discussion, have been kind of played with our heartstrings. We've been talked to in ways that are highly emotional. That will only get you so far. You need the head and the mind. The mi- so the mind and the heart. You need both things in concert to make change. So love is not all you need. Great. Well, you've heard it. Sandra Phillips' team for the affirmative, love is all we need. Heidi Norman's team for the negative, love is not all we need. Okay, so I'm going to need some time to deliberate this. But while we do, we're going to put you to the question who you thought should be uh, the winner of the debate. So get out your phones. And I'm going to take some time, give me a couple of minutes, and um, then we'll go and see who gets, um, yeah, if, we, if you agree with me. All right, give us a couple of minutes. I think I've changed my mic. No, extra. <laughs> no. Okay, did everyone vote? Have we got the uh, audience's votes in? Yes, Queen. Who, yeah? I just want to congratulate both teams. It was amazing. Thank you. It was, it was persuasive, intellectual, smart, funny, entertaining. Sexy. Sexy. And it took us to points that we reflected on who we are and where we are connected to our ancestors, our country, our peoples, and... It was beautiful, so I'm taking, you know, I've made a, a call tonight, but it's very close because I want to say you're all, all very good. But I went to some criteria that I put together um, back, bef- back at the office. I wanted to think of it. Uh, the penalties I had to, I've taken off the points for the over, over time, it weighed up. And the extra people that were dancing, those points noted. But I went for factual correctness and logical structure of argument, and some, although some people swayed from that, it was not too bad. Creativity and passion. Now, there was lots and lots of that. Engaging performances, uh, we had that. Uh, tell me something I don't know. Um, yes, I learnt a lot. And mentioning famous Indigenous people and the, the, the struggle and the connection to country, people mentioned that, was good. Uh, bonus points, if anyone mentioned anything I had done, no one got that. <laughs> um, anyway, singing and dancing. Singing and dancing, it was there. I had that there. There were extra points. And yes, both, both teams sung and danced, so that sways it out. And the last one was the gen, gen, general willingness to humiliate themselves. Yes. And we had that. But ultimately, I'm persuaded by the fact that the arguments go back to the point of love. Now, love, what is it? I think love is multifaceted. It is love for another, love for a romantic partner, love for a child, a parent, love of food, music, money or culture. It is love for country, for ancestors, and it is that love that drives us, that pulls us up. But do we need it? Only it. People mentioned food. 
Do we need air to breathe? Do we need this empathy, these connections? Are they extra? We need health. We need a brain, we need money, a car, house, and a bucket list of possessions were mentioned, and that environment and caring for country. So they were both persuasive arguments, but I looked down um, at what the purity of what is love and its meaning, and I thought if we take it spiritually and from the heart, it is love that gives life meaning, and it is love that keeps us alive really. It defines our soul and it is the thing that we humans need that make the difference between being alive and really living. So I went with the affirmative. Congratulations. <laughs> but it was really well done. But now... Let's see what the audience said. Maybe you did not agree with me. Can we have the poll results, please? Yeah. Oh, my God! Oh, wow! Congratulations, Team Yes! So to be clear, the poll results before the debate revealed that only 40% of the audience agreed that love is all we need. Now, at the end of the debate... This has increased to 61%, with 30% saying no, it is not, and 9.5% undecided. Well done. I mean, really, it was, for me, well argued on both sides. Maybe the 9.5% said, no, can't decide. Well, show that it was very, very close. But all right, so that's it. I'm going to close tonight by once again thanking our amazing panels, our teams. Congratulations for making it a fun and entertaining and an informative night. Thank you very much. Thank you. Wow. You've been listening to Talk of the Town featuring a debate on the topic of love. Is it really all you need? Tonight's Talk of the Town was recorded at UTS and presented by UTS Centre for Advancement of Indigenous Knowledge. For this and more Talk of the Town, go to 2scr.com or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steph Leong. Thanks for listening.